This is Michael Hogan. You're listening to Religious Expressions, episode number three. Social data is so complex in this day and age. In fact, some advocates for social change are not only able to indicate that they will be able to successfully make a change, but they're even able to identify the time frame of how long it will take for a common social change to take place. This, of course, is not in violation of anyone's individual agency or personal ability to make choice. Their understanding of what drives change in the mind and their understanding of what they've been able to do in the past and how they were able to use that in order to drive what they want to make change in the future. This is very powerful and also very concerning. There's many forms of this, but they do have a common formula that has been in use over the last 30 years or so, at least. First, you take a social norm, which historically have stayed within time-honored values, with some exceptions. And of course, societies that have forsook these time-honored values have stopped existing. So the first thing that they do, they take a common belief and they portray a group of people living within that notion of their common belief and embracing it. But then the creators of this media entertainment are able to come up with the most innocent way in which the belief could be placed into question. And then they show the characters experimenting with a new idea about what could be considered the normal or right or reasonable thing to do in this new but extremely unlikely circumstance. And so what they've done is, at this point, they've created in the mind the idea that perhaps there are some rare circumstances in which a highly honored value perhaps could be disregarded. And uh, just... For one example, imagine the scenario in which a man is stranded on a desert island with a woman or some choice of things in a woman. And of course, the obvious assumption here is that if you're going to be stuck on an island with just you and a woman for the rest 
of your life as you know it. Maybe that's some justification to break your marital vows. Now, what we commonly used to call this type of thinking is rationalization. It's coming up with an excuse or a reason, a situation, a circumstance in which we could feel justified in going against what we previously believed to be right and strongly identified with. But let's go back to the deserted island scenario. If you are stranded on an island and it's just you, if you're a guy and and a woman, do you have to break your marital vows? Do you have no choice in this matter? Of course, you have choice and you can stick to the higher standard and not use that circumstance as an excuse to break your covenants that you've made with yourself and with your wife. Now, if there is a God, a great creator of the universe and the earth and everything in the earth, which there is, life has a purpose and a plan. And the things that really matter in life are not those things that give us pleasure or those possessions that we gain that we can't take with us after we die. And if you think deeply about it, especially when a loved one passes away or a tragic circumstance happens, most people will admit that they know there's something more to life. And we were created after the image of God and this world was formed by God with his matchless power. And if there was a great creator of all things as there is, shouldn't he be able to tell us a roadmap as to how we can be most successful in this life in meeting the purpose of it and finding the truest joy and happiness as we live. And in Exodus chapter 20, we have some guidelines about some of these rules that our creator has given us. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything in heaven. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all they work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. In it thou shalt not do work. Thou nor thy son, thy daughter, thy maidservant, nor thy manservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath and hallowed it. 
Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. So here we have a list of guidelines that God has given to his people so that they can achieve the best things in this life. If you look at the justifications, the excuses, the made-up pretend situations that cause us to reevaluate our values, they almost all or or maybe every one of them deals with these ten commandments. And particularly thou shalt not covet, and particularly thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, and thou shalt not bear false witness, honor the Sabbath day, and thou shalt not commit adultery. Of course, all ten of the commandments are in violation, but the portrayal of the media of creating situations in which society is given the opportunity to reconsider its standards is based upon those five that I mentioned. And so... If we have a chance to covet, then perhaps we will do something in regards to that coveting. And if we commit adultery, then we may feel that we can commit adultery with anyone we like at any time that we like. But the Lord's standard for sexual relationships is between a man and a wife legally and lawfully wedded and anything else according to the Lord's definition, and this is a time-honored definition, is adultery. If you really think about it, you don't need to have a sexual relationship with anybody at any time, in any place, in order for your life to be justified and in order for you to feel satisfaction and accomplishment in life. Actually, the inverse of that is true. When you attempt to satisfy your pleasures at any time, in any place, according to what feels right to you, that's the time in which you no longer have control over your life. That's the time in which you fail to fulfill your obligations to your family and to society. 
that's the time in which you become a less trustworthy individual, a less capable contributor. That's the time in which you become a slave to addictions. And I'd actually like to dedicate an entire podcast to this subject because I do have a great deal of content about this. But in any case, I've noticed that the media is very skilled at crafting public opinion and at changing social norms. They've been doing it for a long time. They're very good at it. But if you engage in this type of entertainment, just be aware that there's a very good chance that the entertainment that you're participating in was created with the specific purpose of changing the way you think about something, changing the way you think about the world, changing your opinions and possibly your values. All right. It was a pleasure and I'll talk to you soon.